Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Hey, hey, Bloomers. Welcome back to the Brandon Bloom Podcast. I have another amazing guest this month to help round out the shit show that is 2020. It is my girl, Lauren Roethlisberger. She is an amazing project management whiz, and she is going to drop her knowledge on us so that we can prepare ourselves best for coming into 2021 and the new year. She loves the challenge of breaking overwhelming projects into manageable tasks. She follows her framework of build your week, curate your day each day. Implementing digital strategy in solo and small businesses is her happy place. She is also a fellow military spouse and mom of four, though I am a dog mom. She is a human mom (laughs) and that's where we're different. Also a a dog mom. (laughs) Also a dog mom. Welcome, Lauren. I'm so psyched to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about doing this. You've been doing such a great job on it. Oh, catching up with a few. (laughs) Thanks. Well, I have you to thank for probably a lot of how I'm able to even execute the podcast and stuff within my business. We've known each other for a bit, and I know that you've got some really awesome systems that you're going to share with us in terms of planning and some great tools and resources. But first off, I want to kind of hear about who you are. Tell our listeners, obviously, I know you, but where did you start with all this stuff? Um, so my background is in um, web design and marketing and graphic design a long time ago. Um, really, I mean, I graduated college in the early 2000s. So it was a really new on the scene uh, type stuff. So from that, I've sort of bounced around all over the place. Um, I've owned small businesses, sold small business, um, done a lot of consulting over the years. Um, and in that, I sort of fell as like I started having kids and stuff. I started saying like, I can't, I've got to find better systems to really own my time because when you want to, you have all these things you want to accomplish, maybe career-wise, but then you also have these like really great responsibilities. And that doesn't just mean kids. There's a lot of other life responsibilities, but um, you start having, you know, trying to figure out how do you really um, focus so that you can get the stuff done that you want to get done. So I kind of started becoming very interested in, you know, productivity, time management um, and that sort of thing. And then they, they just, those along with all the, you know, digital side of, you know, mm-hmm. running a business, marketing, all, that all just falls together. I mean, they just go hand in hand to me. Yeah, that's great. So being as busy as you were, you had to literally figure out a system that would help you progress and evolve where you were given right. all your passions. So that's yeah. really, <laughs> it's helpful to know because a lot of us, I think, feel like that there's only one way to plan your time. And, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone is a self-starter in that way. I know for me, it was really hard when I first started my business to figure out how to do all of the things and then actually execute the right things. And what I love is that you're not just like a pro at time management, but project management. And I think that's where a lot of business owners kind of get confused. It's like, okay, I can plan my day, you know, I can have a routine, mm-hmm. but am I doing the right things. Do you have any tips right. you want to share in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. I think you nailed it. So I, I, uh, I kind of go with this concept of build your week, curate your day. So, um, and then I go more in depth on this on my site, but basically you take this, you know, at the beginning of the week, you really have to look at what you have on your calendar already, what events are going to be there, what appointments, what meetings do you have, all that kind of stuff. 
you gotta block those out because those are times that you most likely are not getting anything done. Um, meetings are not necessarily productive. They might be informative, but they're not probably productive um, in that way. So when you, after you've done that, then you kind of block out and say, these are my do not disturb times. And then you have to figure out what are you actually gonna do in there? Um, so you can, you know, batch your the type of work you do. Um, you can, you know, get in there and do like task oriented project management. Um, the, the, if anyone's familiar with the Kanban method, the to do doing done is a great way to go. Um, I mean, one of the things about small businesses is that when you, if you block out the time, um, and then you don't do the right thing with the time, you're still not very productive. And if you want to run the operations smoothly, then what you're going to find is that you spend a lot of time spinning your wheels in small business if you don't sort of have these systems in place. Um, so I recommend like workflows is a great way to go. It doesn't have to be the same workflow for everybody. Everybody has different things that work for them, but figure out what your workflow is. Yeah. Um, see what you can automate in your business. Is there something that you find yourself doing again and again? And like, where do you, you know, document it? Just write it down so you don't have to think so hard. Um, so everything about from taking the time that you have making the most of it um, and then applying systems to make sure that you're not using your brain any more than you have to. Yeah, that's a great tip. And I can tell you like what totally changed my life was for so long, I was trying to fit this one certain mold that was like, be a morning person, wake up super <laughs> early, like have healthy habits and like do X, Y, and Z. And there's always these articles and like Forbes and success magazine and all these really influential publications right. that are like most successful people in the world wake up at four and they do X, Y, and Z. And I've tried all of that, you know, until I reached a point where I was like, listen, I wake up at six 30 every single day. And I need to find a way to make that work because mm -hmm. I'm just burning myself out trying to fit this certain mold in terms of managing my time and creating healthy routines. And so that was one end of the bill. The second end of the bill that really changed the game, especially inside of my business was like exactly what you just said, dedicating certain days to certain projects instead of trying mm -hmm. to like dive into one huge project in one day and then another day, like dedicate the time and figure out how it all flows together. And that's been unbelievable yep. for me. Absolutely. Cause if you batch, if you think about the way your brain works, like if you're gonna have to write a lot one day, like try to do as much writing as you can because there's like a, um, I actually just read this analogy this morning and something where, it, where it's like, when you do writing, for example, there's sort of like a, a pipe and there's a faucet. And it's like the first stuff that's in the pipe is oftentimes just like clot, like the stuff that's been sitting there. And so it's kind of mucky and whatever. And so as soon as you turn on the faucet, like you're gonna get rid of that initial water that's been sitting in the pipes yeah. and you're gonna clear it out. And if, you, if, you've only, if you've only like blocked a tiny bit of time, like by the time you get into your flow, you're done. And then doing that day after day is really hard. Whereas if you can try and block like a certain amount of time for whatever it's gonna be, if it's gonna be like, you know, writing or photography or product development or research, like, you know, mm -hmm. get in that mindset. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm laughing that you talked about the morning business. Cause I, <laughs> I always like, I mean, it's just, I, you know, I listen to a lot of different, um, 
you know, kind of the same thing with you, these sort of very successful people on podcasts. And like, I, I love the Tim Ferriss podcast and yes. I, I think very highly of it, but um, I always crack up because he's always like asking these people like, what's your morning routine? And they're like, well, I meditate for 45 <laughs> minutes and then I do this and this. And I'm always like, my morning routine is like looking for shoes and being like, yeah. get in the car, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And it's like a disaster. Yeah. So, I mean, it just cracks <laughs> me up because I'm always like, who is doing all this stuff? Yeah. Like, Not that know? it's bad, but to each their own. You know, my morning routine is like, I woke up. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? Like, what else I mean, do you want from me? On, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I actually have realized about myself. I, my college roommates laugh because I used to be such a night owl. And it's true that when I had kids, I did decide to sort of shift some of my like, that's getting up before them, especially when they were little, they're much older now, but you know, and creating that space in my day where like I was up before them and I kind of could come into the world and, you know, and, and read or do something like that, mm. read, write, whatever was really nice. And when they were young, that was pretty early. Now, you know, now they go, well, they're supposed to go to school. <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic if you're listening to this yeah. later. Um, but you know, so it's all about carving out whatever time can I do that? And I, I also think that it's just interesting to say too, that everybody's biorhythms are different. So like, I know that my best time for really clear creative thinking is in the morning now, because I've sort of structured, I go to bed earlier now and all that. And then in the lull in the afternoon where I'm kind of like, man, I'm, my brain is getting tired. I schedule things like this, like podcasts yeah. or meetings or talking, you know, cause I, yeah. I'm more of an extrovert, um, mm -hmm. even though I have an introverted side and I'll kind of use that energy to sort of revive my day. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really interesting and important to, to take note of yeah. what, what your body responds to. Definitely. I was just going to say like knowing when you're your most creative is probably the important piece of this whole time project management oh, puzzle, you know, hundred yeah. percent. I think it's super important to experiment and see what you can, you know, what works for you. And it's hard when you have like a lot of other responsibilities or even, I mean, just even any other responsibilities, you know, you have to weave that stuff in, but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you don't respect your own time, then nobody else is going to respect your time. So yeah. you know, make sure you do that. So true. And like for me, and I don't know if this resonates with you or any of our listeners, but sometimes I'll create routines for my week. And then sometimes they just naturally change. And I don't know if it's like the seasons mm -hmm. or the season of my business, but I know that things like weather always play a role in my productivity. Like I'm yes. so productive when, you know, I have a West facing office window and mm -hmm. when the sun reaches that hour where it streams in and I'm literally just sitting in sunlight and everything's bright and clean looking. And I just yes. feel like my brain like unclogs itself. <laughs> that, like, I mean, I think that's like a sign of a sun driven person. And there's some people yeah. that really love that, like those cloudy days where they can hunker down. And like, like my oldest daughter's like that. She loves to do like art when it's like super cloudy and stormy outside. And it, as you know, we, we came from Germany a few years ago. And I mean, it's, yeah. there's like nine months, it's pretty dark and gray. And I know that for me, that was a hard mentally that's a hard place to create from because I feel kind of bogged down by it so I yeah. even got like seasonal lights and stuff but I think it is really important to know like the environment that works for you and especially like creative work is some of the hardest work to do out totally. there so yeah um, anytime I mean there's you know and I think type of work does matter too like that's again that's kind of batching um, like you're, you're saying like not not specifically what you're doing but what kind of part of the brain you're having to work through if you're just yeah. responding to emails maybe that's just transactional it's not that mm -hmm. big of a deal yeah, um, that's so. a good point. It's, um, you know, and that's something I've struggled with for years, you know, ADD all the way, just some days I'm really good about sitting down and knowing what I have to do if I have deadlines. So I've gotten really good about making 
internal deadlines and sometimes I have external ones, which works even better. But then there are days where I, you know, I have free reign to really create. And sometimes that stunts my growth. Like I, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to like tweak this. I got to tweak that. Oh, and I still haven't done this. So that's when I get a little stir crazy and weird. Do you have yeah. any like tips for, <laughs> for someone like that? Please help me. <laughs> well, I think so that that's a, I think that what you're referring to is like, it's called Parkinson's law. If I'm getting my law right, where it's basically like work will, work will fill up the space that you allow it to have. So if you've sort of said, I've locked up this whole day until five o'clock and I'm just going to like get this thing done. Like that is not enough of like a timeline. Like, so it's like by 10, I want to see a rough draft of this or, you know, and, it, and if, if nothing else, find an accountability partner. Like if it's hard totally. for, you know, someone, like if you find yourself being like, I just can't, I just can't seem to make myself do it. You know, it doesn't even have to be someone in business. Like you could just ask a, a good friend to be like, can you just check in and make sure I did this? Yeah. Um, because Send me a text. if you don't put like an end point, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, if you don't have an end point, like you'll just forever there's so many distractions and they're not all bad distractions. Like I love to read articles and stuff. I'm a huge consumer of information, mm-hmm. but I can definitely go down a rabbit hole and be like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and get some stuff done. And then I'll be like, wow, I read all this interesting, interesting information, but I don't actually have much to show for what I did today. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it's, you just got to put your own like, you know, deadlines, which is very difficult to do if you are, especially if you're working for yourself or in a really small business. Yeah. And from like a personal and professional perspective too, you know, like I know when one of the seminars I sat in that you did for us at at the small town social a while back, um, you gave us an example of like what your day looks like. And that helped me visualize, oh, planning that, you know, even if it's for my business, it must include that personal time, you know, those personal breaks, Mm -hmm. you know, wake up and like have your coffee ritual, then do what you need to do. Be really strict about your lunch break or whatever break it is. And don't feel bad when you have appointments that you need to take care of, whether they're professional or personal. So for me, for example, like I go to acupuncture once a week and that is like in the middle of the week, every Wednesday, it's become like a ritual for me, but I didn't visualize it like that until I literally put it on my, my calendar. Like it was part of the the legit thing. Yeah. Yeah, You have to block it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think a struggle that I came across and probably something that led me down this road years ago was that I just felt like I would work so hard every day. And then I'd be like, Oh, I'm still not done with all this stuff. Like, and it would just go on and on and on. And that's kind of how I got to this concept of curating your day where I'd say like, these are the things that have to happen today. I've blocked out for, you know, acupuncture. I've blocked out for, I call like family admin, which is just Mm -hmm. like signing kids up for sports or like going to get the oil changed in the car, like stuff that just still has to be done. And I think particularly when you're in small business, you run your own business, like there is always something to do and you feel like it could, you could really be doing it at any point in the day. So it's, it's sort of drawing those boundaries so that you're not chased by uh, those tasks day in and day out. Yeah. Um, And so that's where I kind of started being like, okay, these are the targets I have for today. And if I get them done, that I can feel satisfied with the completion of the day and realize that there's tomorrow to move on to the next things. Yeah. Um, there's, um, there's so much that comes along with, you know, when you put that much pressure on yourself and mm-hmm. that's another like psychological practice that I've learned with myself is like, don't dwell so much on what you haven't achieved from this to-do list today, but like, look at what you already have achieved even not just today, but up until today, like mm-hmm. years leading yeah. up today. And yep. that really helps me get motivated and energized for the next day and the next day. 
Right. Well, I think you have to face everything is like, I mean, this, this was something I wish I understood better 10 years ago is mm. everything's compounding interest. Like I'm not, you know, yeah, sure. Money in the bank account. That's true too. But like everything you put in, it just seems so small. And like, whether it's that you're teaching yourself, you know, how to code or whether you're learning how to run better or like you're starting, I mean, it's, it's the, the changes are so small. Sometimes it's so hard to see, but there really is like this con- this compounding interest and you'll see like a big jump and then you'll sort of plateau and then you'll jump up again. And, yeah. um, but it's not all, you know, it's hard because if you tunnel too much into it, then you just feel like you're really getting nowhere. So you have to kind of like take a step back, like you said, and look back mm-hmm. and be like, Oh, but I was there before. And now I'm like, I am all the way over here. Um, yeah. cause as a small business owner, you can definitely get yourself worn out. Um, oh, yeah. thinking, thinking that you're just making no progress. Yeah. Especially this time of year, you know, it's the end of the year, it's Q4, it's the holiday season. And then you have the new year coming up and like, Lord knows what that's going to be like. And <laughs> there's just a lot of pressure that continues to build, but I think it's so important that you just give yourself a break. I feel like I've said this on so many episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. like you are exactly where you're meant to be doing the thing that you enjoy. And if it's not working for you, then that's kind of like a sign you need to make a change, but also give yourself a freaking break, you know, like yeah. you're, you're doing what you can. I, I think so too. And I think it's, it's very easy to feel like you're in a race sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, if I don't do this, like I'm not going to be the small business I want to be, or I'm not going to, you know, whatever you're working on. And, um, and I, I definitely fall victim to that a lot where I'm like, oh, but I really wanted to do this. And so I think there's a balance between like holding yourself accountable or having someone help hold you accountable so that you are making progress, but also keeping your expectations at a point where you're not feeling defeated all the time. Um, because humans are incredibly optimistic people and we love mm-hmm. to put like, like way too much on our list. We, we think we can accomplish so much. <laughs> um, and so, you know, like, and I, I'm like number one of that, but I mean, and then when it comes down to it, like it's actually, you know, you probably can't do quite as much as you thought. And then you, like, again, you feel like you just didn't make the cut. So, yeah. um, you know, go easier on yourself and, you know, try to be realistic with what you're writing down. If you're curating your day, you're like laying everything out. Like, this is what I actually think I can get done and then feel good about that. Cause if yes. all you're doing is just piling an excessive to-do list, you're not going to get it done. And then you're going to be like, Oh, you know, I'm not any good at this. And I'm, I'm not going to stop writing stuff down. I never get it done anyway. Like it's just a bad path. Yeah. And accountability too is so, so important. Like that's why I started the bloom crew, my membership program, but also it's like, you know, it helps you to prioritize the right things. You know, Mm -hmm. it's easy. Like you just said, to put a ton of stuff on a to-do list. We all have a lot of stuff to do, but are they the right things? And am I doing them, mm-hmm. doing them at the right time? So are you just like doing a lot of work and creating more work for yourself in the process? Or is what you're achieving really helping you grow and evolve? And I think that's important. And that's why making um, have habits out of things like giving yourself time to be creative, regardless of what it is, if it has to do with business yeah. or not. And then also like learning new stuff. Like you were saying, you love to read and I do too. I love to read industry stuff. I love to read fiction, whatever it is. And that stuff is what allows my brain Mm-hmm. you know, the time it needs <laughs> to, right, to, to just chill, yeah, to, re- to refresh some. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really important. There is a really important balance between being a productive person and being a, and part of that productivity actually being the breaks. I think that mm-hmm. sort of this, um, you know, like I love Gary V, but he kind of drives oh me 
hands and he's like, hustle, 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 hustle. And I'm like, like I can't. <laughs> that message is like, that message got kind of old for me. Cause I'm just like, yeah, but yeah. But it's just pitching. Like you said, this like get up four in the morning and then work like these 15 hour days. And I'm like, that's not that sustainable for most people. It's probably not that great for their family life. It's probably not yeah. that great for them. Like, um, so maybe just being more, more thoughtful. Um, that's probably, I, I like productivity in the way that it's becoming, making you feel like useful in the world. Mm-hmm. Like usefulness is a really important feeling. If you feel like you're doing something useful, then, you know, that creates relevance for you. So that's where productivity is a good thing. When productivity feels like, like you're marking off the, this sort of chart of how many things can you get done then I think it becomes a negative thing. Yeah, totally. I a hundred percent agree. And with that, like, do you have any best practices or things that we should be thinking about, especially as the new year is about to begin? Does that kind of um, change so things? I think the new year is always a good time to, you know, reflect on that, on, you know, how you're approaching things. And I mean, you know, of course I'm a believer that really you should always do that. Like, and kind of check in mm-hmm. with yourself. I, I sort of, think of this sort of as like quarterly stuff. Cause I think a year can seem so big and overwhelming. Um, but absolutely. I think, you know, pick a couple, uh, goals based off of like maybe a, a topic like, okay, health wise that, you know, I want to do something. And I, I'm also bigger into, um, I don't know if you read James clear, but the atomic habits guy, and he's like mm-hmm. real into like systems over output. So like, instead of saying, I'm going to go run a marathon at this pace or lose this weight or whatever, it's more like, I'm just going to go make sure that I work out 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Like if you put that kind of input in, then you're going to have an output. And it doesn't, does it even matter as much what the output is? Like, unless you're trying to try out for the Olympics and be the next marathon gold medalist, like it probably isn't that big of a deal as long as you're just putting it in there. So um, I do like to start the year by sort of having these goals that are along those kind of topics and making sure that that fits in. Um, I love that. Yeah, I, I think like some people talk about lifestyle design stuff. That's kind of an interesting topic for me of like, how do you sort of make sure that whatever is most important to you is being designed around that? Um, so I always think the new year is like a good time to reflect on those kinds of, of uh, things, but not, I think when you get overly into the goal setting of like, I have yeah. to do X, Y, Z, it, you can feel defeated super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I like more of the system side of it. Like uh, a system that I've, I've subscribed to is uh, creativity hours. Like just, mm-hmm. Hey, did I get 10 creativity hours in a week? Yeah. Cool. Like something good has to come out of that. Right. I love <laughs> like, it. Hopefully. Yeah. So in the bloom crew, we actually do something similar. They're called power hours. So I've okay. said, yeah, you car, if you can carve out one hour a week of uninterrupted time, no phone, no spouse, mm-hmm. no kids, mm-hmm. no pets, like nothing else, but you and your brain doing whatever it needs to do to evolve in its space, whether that's professional or personal. And we have accountability for that. And it's something that's worked really well. It's, you know, that hour, even though it seems daunting, goes by really fast when you're alone and you're cruising on whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then you wish you had another hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like something it. like I've, I've employed for like writing my book and finishing my book. That's mm-hmm. like the, that's the system that I need to make sure that gets done. Cause it's such a big looming project. It's yeah, a lot. absolutely. It's a lot. And, and it's hard to know, like, if you made the rule, like I have to have X chapter done by a certain date, like, well, that might mm-hmm. not really fit the way. I mean, you don't even know, maybe you're going to change your chapters, whatever. That's why yeah. I like the systematic side of it better. 
Um, and I think with that, just, just to kind of like piggyback on this, I, this topic is just don't forget to carve out time for like thinking, like that's why walking yes. is so good. And I mean, I, I definitely have to follow my own advice on this more, but when you talk about things that like all the most successful people in the world do, a lot of them really spend time just thinking. Yeah. They just aren't, they're not, they're not consuming. They're not writing. They're not doing anything other than just sitting with their thoughts. So I think the consumption mm -hmm. part, like the learning part is really important because, but like you have to give your brain space. And I'm pretty sure in 2020, we are worse off in this department than we ever <laughs> used to be with like just yeah. allowing our brain the space to think because there's so many other things that are dopamine filled that are like, oh, this and that and this, you know, that's, that's attractive. So um, trying to really allow that time is yeah. just some real value there. Yeah. And I, I think on top of that too, like it's good to set the bar high for yourself, but you need to still be realistic, right? Because yeah. of stuff like what happened this year, you don't, you can't control society. You can't control the environment. You can't control any mm -hmm. of that stuff. You can only control you and your actions. So right. again, giving yourself a break, but being smart and realistic about what's in front of you. Like it's awesome to reach for the stars, but well, right. you're only one person. Yeah. You are. And I think, you know, something that I, I saw someone write about the other day that I thought was like an interesting, um, you know, perspective was like, I've actually never met, uh, this is what this person wrote, I've never actually met any of my goals. But when I started that goal, and I started down that path, I found myself in a different place, but it was a really great place. That goal didn't even matter anymore. So you can become like um, tunnel vision to a point where it's almost mm -hmm. like a negative thing. So keep, you know, keep yourself open to all that um, in the process. Yeah. Definitely. So do you have any sort of uh, recommended planning tools for people as they're starting to plan out their years? I know for some people calendars just work, but there's also so many digital programs and Lord knows what else. <laughs> oh man, there are so many. Um, so I always, I always say to people like above and beyond whatever you pick to plan with, um, just get a system in place like that. That's going to mm -hmm. be your biggest friend of anything. So there's gorgeous planners out there. Um, you know, there's golden coil. There's like, I mean, there's so many of them. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff out there. And some people really love pen to paper. Some people love both. I definitely still scribble down a lot of my brainstorming. Um, I can't tell you how many fancy planners I've bought and they're, they're great when they're new and they're shiny, but right. then I feel so restricted and it doesn't help with the systemization. So I'm kind of, I've got like a million different things going on. Um, so I've really forced myself into like one platform. Like I still use a flip pad for like random little bits, but mm -hmm. systems live in Trello and that is. Yep. My <laughs> oh, I'm a huge, huge Trello person. I mean, yeah. I live and die by Trello, you know, day. <laughs> that's what we use over at first flight. That was like something that when I got there, I was like, Oh, no Trello. I think we mm -hmm. need to get on this. Like, so yeah, yeah I mean, I'm because it doesn't, I mean, again, like it's not really what is your system, but like pick something and just stick with it. It's kind of like, yeah. it's not like what, how do you work out? Like people love to talk about what their different workout program is. And I'm like, just pick something and do it. And you'll be healthier yeah. than you were if you were doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Um, so I think that is a really hard concept for people though. They just get so overwhelmed by it all. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of, I don't know. I, I I don't know, but it, and if you don't have any of that stuff in place, it's kind of like building a house that doesn't have the right walls up or something yeah. like you're just, it's all on unstable ground. Yeah. Um, and there's just no, so. there's so many great resources out there, but there's like no one size fits all approach. Like you were you yeah. and that's, that's 
the bottom line. So that's the hardest part about it really is you have to figure out how, how to make it work for you. And like you said, the season you're in, yeah. The family dynamic you're in, like literally the season, like our summers are so different than our winters. Like, it's, yeah. you know, kids are out till nine o'clock swimming and like having fun. And I'm like, you know, but in the winter, I can usually like break away for an hour and go like write for an hour. And Paul's, you know, if he's home can be like, I'll do this stuff. Like, yeah, it's so it's just so different. You know, you have, yeah. you have to like shift. But then yeah. in the summer, my kids sleep in because it's summer and they're not, you know, so I shift to the morning, yeah. but you got to be flexible. Um, yeah, totally. And the, the issue is definitely not lack of tools and opportunities for planning. It's like the overwhelm of it. And yeah, it like is the overwhelm said, of it. Picking, yeah. picking what works for you. I happen to have a paper planner that I have on my website. That's kind of a daily curator concept um, yes. that's on Amazon. Uh, so I have that and that's, you know, that's really helpful to get stuff on paper. I'm also um, been really into a, a product out there called Notion, which is an online app. And that's probably, uh, that's kind of a little bit more uh, project and life management and business management. And like my second brain, I kind of have it all like living in this one place now, which is pretty cool. Um, so, awesome. I mean, but again, it's all about the system. So that my system doesn't look any different on the digital side as it does on my paper side. Because yeah. those, those to me have to marry up because that's how I run my life. Right. Um, so that's what matters to me. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about, you mentioned the daily curator, the, the printed planner that you created. Can you tell us a bit about that? Cause it's so awesome. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so basically what it is, is it goes back to that whole idea of uh, plan your week, curate your day. So pretty much I have you go through and like, look, like I said earlier, like your appointments and events and stuff like that and make it, make you put them back down in your calendar. Like I keep a digital calendar. I use Gmail Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, Google calendar for that, um, attached to my Gmails, I should say. And so mm-hmm. that, and I like that because like that thing's going to yell alerts at me, right? My watch goes off like, Hey, mm-hmm. you got that podcast with Liz. So like, that's kind of, you know, I don't have to think, but the practice of actually sitting down at the beginning of the week, which I do on Sunday and like opening that up and then having to write it down or to transfer it into something else, whether you do it digitally or not forces you to actually look at your week as a whole and then plan accordingly. Like if I've got a week full of um, meetings or podcasts or just blocked out time for other stuff, like I'm gonna have to be very realistic with, you know, what I call my do not disturb time, which is like mm-hmm. the blocks that I put together to say like, this is when I'm really gonna get writing done or video recording or whatever else I'm working on for business. Um, so I try, to, I try to hit a certain number of do not disturb hours a week. Um, it depends a little bit just on what my week looks like. So then I kind of take that and then I, every day I have a space and I've got like a timeline and a daily gratitude. And I kind of put all that stuff on there and say like, this is what I already have planned. This was the time that I said I was going to do not, do not disturb time. Things change, plans change sometimes, but you know, ideally having that ahead of time helps. Um, and then I force myself into a daily gratitude because, and especially over the last eight months, <laughs> some days where, you know, but there's always something to be thankful for. Yes. Um, and, and then I, I sit down and I do my targets and that's, that's where I try to do the realistic, like what will make me feel happy if I get this done and also what's going to make the most impact. Um, so, you know, like if, if I've got a whole bunch of stuff to do, what's the thing that's going to move the needle the most? Um, mm-hmm. and, what, and is that the most important thing? Um, and you know, and sometimes I'll give myself a small win where I'm like, that's not gonna be that hard. And then I can just take it off my list. I can put a big old check mark there and it won't take that long. Um, so kind of knowing my energy levels and stuff. So I'll do that. And then, um, and then I have like a life admin section. Um, as Liz mentioned, I've got four kids, so I've got, I've just, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on. Um, so I kind of do that. And then I've got like, 
also, I, I think it's important to have a space for what I call like the programs in your life. So mm-hmm. um, for me, that could be like my meal plan. It could be my workout program. So that program exists somewhere else. I, somebody else already wrote it for me. I'm just going to transfer it in there so I can see that on there. Um, So some people have like tour charts that they follow because they know they always are going to vacuum on Tuesday or they're, you know, there's all Mm -hmm. these other things in life that we have to do. And like, you know, I think that this concept of work and life being separate is like just almost, it's just impossible, particularly if you're a small business owner, it's, it's really, really difficult. Maybe if you go to an office and you're there nine to five and you can cut, you know, maybe, maybe you're able to find that balance. But I think for a lot of people, Um, And as, as all these people are working from home, they realize how difficult Mm. that can be to, you know, change that. So I've tried to find a way where I'm sort of putting all of those on a, on a dashboard so I can be like, okay, this is my day right here. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. I love that. It's such a great resource. So, and that's all over on your website too, right? Which I'll put in the show notes. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. So I'll put all of that in there and, you know, it's, I think we were talking about this before, um, we started recording, but how your life can, you know, you can work so hard to plan routines when your life is one way and then something happens, whether it's a pandemic or a pregnancy, <laughs> or knows what it is. Right. Right. One eighties you, but the beauty of having systems is that you've already laid most of the groundwork. Is that right? It's so true. And I can tell you, like, I mean, you know, we're both military spouses, which means that moves get thrown at us sometimes. And it's like, even when things go kind of like crazy, you know, whether it's a move or maybe you just go on vacation or something like that, like, and you just kind of get out of your groove or all of a sudden, um, you know, like, you're just like, I just can't get on top of anything. Like that feeling where you're like, oh, just, I'm like, I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, revisit the system, figure out what your system is and just revisit it and tweak it and see what works. But I usually, as soon as you go back to a system and a workflow, you will start to see that like, okay, things do calm down. I mean, I totally had that happen to me through this pandemic, through having the kids at school one day and then not the next day and a big contract that I might have been on and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, one of the problems is in the chaos, I sort of abandoned some of my systems because that's what happens. And then I was like, I got to get back to like, I, this is not, I preach about having systems and then I stopped following it. And now it's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I wholeheartedly believe that that is, that is a, you know, a foundational piece. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for your tips. This has been unbelievably helpful. I will link to your website in the show notes for everyone to go check out the daily curator and all the other amazing resources that you have. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so fun. Oh, <laughs> this is great. I hope I get to see you soon in person because this is yes, I know. so depressing. Right. I know. So true. Oh gosh. So awesome. True. Well, thank you so much. And you guys go out there and bloom boldly wherever you're planted. And remember that you've got this and I've got you. Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com for more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me. There's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more. And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. 
everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.